This is Vijana Tupo Talks, a podcast by Vijana Tupo Initiative in partnership with the United Nations Sustainable Development Solutions Network Kenya. My name is Grace Waswa, founder of Vijana Tupo Initiative, where we provide sustainable and workable solutions for all young people. Now, trade is a pathway to decent work and sustainable enterprises for young people. Indeed, there's a great benefit when young people are given a chance to freely trade and to tap into the global value chains. On the 1st of January 2021, our African leaders were at the forefront in letting the African dream of prosperity and integration slowly unfold. Trade officially started. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Ife Ogo who is a legal economist and trade specialist, providing policy and strategy advice to multilateral institutions and businesses in Africa, including to the UNDP as regional coordination specialist on the AFCFTA, our topic of conversation today. Welcome, Dr. Evie. Thank you very much for having me. I'm not entirely sure what more you want me to say about myself, but uh, as you said, I work in the intersection of law and economics and currently looking at the AFCFTA, which is a legal instrument that is intended to push further and drive the realization of lots of Africa's agenda and uh, several parts of this agenda and you know whether you're talking about youth employment or you're talking about trade diversification or economic growth and development and essentially how would the CFTA as it's constructed lead to these outcomes well what are the actions to be taken what are the actions that are being taken how do we evaluate these things so these are the areas in which I work and trying to piece what happens at the national stage with what happens you know across the continent. So that's uh, where I sit. Mm, fantastic, fantastic. Um, great CV right there. I'm sure you saw, but such a, uh, a great inspiration to young ladies, to young people who are aspiring to be professionals. So, and we are so grateful to have you on the podcast today. So let's just dive into the conversation and begin from what exactly is this? What exactly is this? Right, so the AFCFT is, at its simplest, it's a trade agreement between African countries, right? Yeah. It builds on existing trade agreements. So you might have heard of ECOWAS, which is itself built on a free trade agreement. You might have heard about the EEC that has its own trade agreements, its own trade arrangements. Same with SADC, with ECA. So across the continent, you have trade agreements. So the AFCFT, well, yes, you may have said it's signed in 2018, is been a long time in the making, right? So it, it builds upon the dream or the aspiration of building one Africa. And so if you look back to the founding of the OAU in 63, 1963, and you look down towards the founding of the RECs, the regional economic communities from the 80s going further, you find there's always been this dream, this aspiration of, you know, we're going to create trade blocks and then we're going to integrate. And so the whole point behind that is to say that we're going to use trade as an important driver of integration. And why integration? The idea is that lots of African economies are small and the trade is concentrated, but that together they're stronger. At, at its simplest, that's, that's, you know, that's the point of the AFCFT. So what the AFCFT does is to bring this to realization, to try and consolidate what does exist and for what's outstanding, 
she could mm -hmm. then say, you know, we're all going to work together towards these goals. And so for what we have as the AFCFT today, what you have is a protocol on goods, you have a protocol on services, and you have a protocol on the settlement of disputes, right? And going further down, there will be a protocol on competition policy, mm -hmm. one on investment, and one on intellectual property, and another on e-commerce. So it's a little bit more, more than classic trade, because it looks towards integrating, it, look, it looks towards harmonizing, it looks towards Africa having a common framework for a lot of things. And the idea behind this, for example, with goods, is to say that when you look at intra-Africa trade, intra-Africa trade with goods, um, you see a lot more processed industrial type goods than you see with trade with other parts, right? So the idea is, oh, if there's a bit more space for African producers, then it means that what you have is now an incentive to make more and sell more. And the idea behind that is that if Africa continues to sell commodities and sells low value goods, the economies won't ever really diversify. And even when you have periods of economic boom, what you have is growth that doesn't necessarily lead to development of value chains or job creation or growth of firms. And we know that a lot of the firms on the continent, some say over 80% are smaller, small size firms. But if there is an incentive for them to make more and sell more on the continent, then you truly begin to see a strong pull towards those aims of diversification, growing economies, creating jobs that, that you know, are a bit more stable, not itinerant type of jobs. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you see with the CFT. The CFT is trying to create that incentive, that space, to make trade a bit more straightforward because it's not, not as though Africa is not trading with itself. The idea is to increase the opportunity for trade and to simplify that trade. Oh, and even right. if you look at services, you find that a lot, a lot of African economies have a significant quotient of services in their economies, right? So you find, especially those that have high, um, high work with tourism, with transportation. So services are important. They're also important as their inputs to goods, right? And yeah. so the idea is that if we're able to move services across borders as well, these services, which already form a large part of African economic activity, can then truly contribute to the growth of African economies. And so that's what the CFTA is. It's a trade agreement to realize Africa's trade, uh, sorry, Africa's economic aspirations to contribute because trade is not the only thing, but it's an important part to say, what are we trying to do on the continent? If we work together on this, we create space for everybody to do something that they're able to, and through that, realize their goals and our collective goals. Fantastic, fantastic. Thank you for that. So just to highlight what you said first, yes, it is a trade agreement, and it builds upon the aspiration of building one Africa because together we are stronger. Um, you've also mentioned that um, to encourage African producers to make more and sell more. Yeah, not that uh, trade wasn't intra-trade um, wasn't there, but to increase intra-trade and to make um, trade in Africa more straightforward. Yeah. So just to go on to the next question, because in one way or another, it will significantly affect young people because we as young people, we represent the future of our society and its economy. And so this intra-trade will obviously affect us as young people. Um, what does it hold for the African youth? Right. So I could go on and tell you all the incredible things that, you know, it will do this, it will create jobs, it will do that. But mm -hmm. I like to think that doing takes doing, right? And so yeah. let's 
break it down a bit more. So in terms of what this holds for the African youth, the African youth is just not one group. They're youth that are entrepreneurs, they're youth that are employees, they're youth that are creatives, they're youth that work in the services sector. So overall, we hope and we see that there's opportunity for young people, regardless of where they, they are, to benefit from the AFCFT. So let's take, for example, if there is an SME yeah. uh, run by young, young people or a young person that, you know, that makes, say, shoes, for, for example. If they're able to make more shoes, if they're able to source more from c country B, so if they, if they don't have the inputs and they source more from country B, it means that the youth that work in that sector in country B have more and more, more jobs, more opportunities, more, more, more deals, and they have more income, right? And then they who make in country A, because they're the producers in this scenario, are able to make more and sell more higher value goods. So that's what more jobs, more income, more space for design. And then in crafting their shoes, they're going to need a designer, right? They're going to need someone to sell them power. They're going to need someone to do their branding on their flyers. They're going to need someone to pack the shoes from, from the factory to the store. They're going to need all kinds of services. So young people are at the heart of the AFCFTA. And for example, where, where you look at the protocol on the trade in services, there's a specific provision that says the protocol should look to enhancing the export capacity of young people. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot in the AFCFT for young people, but it will be what you make of it. Okay, it will be what you make of it. Wow, I love that. And you say that it also um, presents a lot of opportunities for young people and young people are at the heart of the AFCTA. So just to dive into the next question, um, I know that you've mentioned that young people are at the heart of the AFC um, TA, but how can in their own individual countries, or just like you to kind of just mention in their own countries, how can they ensure that they effectively take part in its successful operation within their own countries? Because I believe that we as young people, we are no longer the passive recipients of social economic transformation we can be able to do something, we can be able to say something actively. Right, so, so let's work through, through how the AFCFTA itself will be implemented. Okay. So you have the agreement itself, which is signed. And then what you then have are for the protocols that have been signed, the goods and services ones, countries will then respond to this. They're obligated to then say, here are our new tariff concessions for goods. And here are our new schedules of specific commitments for services. So one of the first things to do is to find out what your country is agreeing to. This may have happened on a country basis. It may have happened on a regional basis, depending on where you are from. But you need to understand what your country has agreed to in terms of what it, it is trying to promote by way of exports and by what it is saying it will preserve by, by way of imports. And then moving away from those themselves, each country or each region, and in some cases it might be both in that country and region will have the same thing. This would be what they're calling AFCFT implementation strategies. And there are a number of these that are being um, formed at the moment. And the idea is try to understand what your country is doing to implement the AFCFT. What are the priority areas? What are the, the priority products? 
right? It doesn't mean that if you don't fall into this, then you're out of the CFTA, no. But it helps you to understand what what is being prioritized, what is being emphasized. And then when you understand this, to quickly this, you know, you, you, each country would have what it calls an ASCFT committee or an ASCFT desk at the Ministry of Trade or somewhere. So it's important to engage with the institutions responsible for implementing the CFTA. It's probably where you're going to get this information from on what your country is doing with the ASCFTA. And then it's important for you also to be proactive and say, um, okay, I know you're, you're ready to A, B, C, D, E. It may align with what we were doing. It may not align. And remember that, you know, this is trade. It's competing interests. So you also should engage and say, here's what, you know, we want to do on the AFCFT. Here's what we want to know regarding the AFCFT. I'm a producer of X, Y, Z. Can you tell me what, what I could do with this? Where, who could I export to? What are the rules for the country I'm trying to export to? Or I'm trying to source. So find out and you know, engage. And then beyond the public sector, it's good to also engage with the groups like chambers of commerce, trade associations, who will represent the collective interests of producers and traders, because they also have some experience of trading across the continent in some cases. And it'd be good to participate, to engage and say, okay, so this is this AFCFT, AFCFT terms now, you know, we're able to engage you know, what to do. So I, I suppose in summary, what I'm saying is engage, engage, find out, don't just talk about the ASCFA, don't just, you know, take whatever someone says. It will be very con contextual. It would depend on what your policies are in your country where you operate. It will depend also on the policies of the countries that you're interested in, because it's not just your countries that would be, you know, what you're doing, right? So the idea is find out as much as possible. The AU has sketch of the Africa Trade Observatory. Mm -hmm. This will provide some trade, some data on, you know, what is obtainable where. And there are other portals that will, will emerge in the next few months. So just keep an eye out on what's going on and where you're not sure, find out who knows and engage them until you get the answer you're looking for. All right, fantastic. Um, uh, just to highlight some of the few things you've mentioned, that first of all, as a young person in whatever country that you are in, find out what your country has agreed uh, to, what exactly are the terms, um, and then also find out what are the priority areas, what are the priority products, and engage with the apps, AFCFTA. And it's just an, uh, an urge to all young people listening to us today, all young people who want to do something and who want to be engaged in develop, social economic development in their countries, find out what this is all about. I believe we've, we've captured all um, the priority areas we wanted to capture today. Thank you very much, Dr. Ify. Um, do you have any parting shot that you'd like to share with young people, maybe in terms of their economic development? Right. Um, I think that this is an interesting time. Obviously, you would say I think that because, you know, I work on the CFTA, but I really do think that this is a chance for Africa to have a new narrative, not just based on hype, but based on experience. And it means that we're going to have to craft the Africa of our dreams. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is a great, great thing, because we know the Africa that we want. We know the Africa we want to live in. And it's time really to then say, how do we do this? What's the best way to do it? And just, you know, not overthink it and just go ahead and do it. So it's an exciting time. And I would encourage anyone who's interested in production and trade, and, you know, in creating something that this is a window where we have the African policy space 
favorable and enabling this, and it's important to seize it and create the Africa that we want. Absolutely, thank you very much. Thank you very much. That has been so insightful and such a refreshing conversation um, because we've gotten to learn, we've got to learn so much things that we, I'm sure most of us did not know. So thank you very much, Dr. Ifi, for coming on board. It has, this has been a brief but very knowledgeable conversation. And I'm sure, I'm sure that we have learned so much and many young people listening to us have learned um, quite a lot. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.